Hello there. It's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Johnny Test. Fred Flintstone. And one of my personal favorites, Leonardo. And you are listening to Epic Tales from the Sewer. It's totally awesome. Turtle power. Go, go, go. And we are live. This is Epic Tales from the Sewers. Joining me today, as always, is uh, my co-host, Mr. Eric Will. How you doing, Eric? Doing all right. Doing all right. How about yourself there, Justin? Great, man. we got some great guests joining us on the show today. We have the writer and artist for the fan-created comic, Casey Jones Amnesiacs. We have Casey and Isaac. How you doing, guys? Pretty good. How about you? Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm great. I'm great. Cowabunga, dudes. We'll, we'll get some, some folks uh, commenting on all that. Uh, hopefully they've seen it. But, um, I mean, um, I, I got I to gotta start off at the beginning here before we get into anything else. Uh, I, I know, Isaac, we kind of went into this before. How did you guys get into Ninja Turtles? Oh, man. Yeah, you want to go, go first? first? You, got, you want me to go first? I can go first. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, so uh, it's from the beginning. Um, from As soon as the, um, the comic came out, there were some that this is this is interesting that nobody probably knows about, but at the there was a dollar store, I believe it was a dollar store in the mall, and they had some they had some turtle toys there before turtles had toys, and that was the first time we saw them. Uh, me, and, yeah. me and a couple of friends, yeah, yeah. Weren't they were like bootleg. They were, I guess they were because they were the. There were maybe like a. Do you remember the store at the mall in Johnson City? It was like a, a dollar store in the mall. What that's year where the toys were? What what year was oh, it? Eighty. So I don't know. It was eighties. Okay, so that oh, was yeah. before I moved here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we moved here in like eighty yeah. nine. Yeah. Yep. So of course the movie the movie got me into it pretty hardcore there. Well, that's pretty cool. So the 1990 movie and and the uh, action figures. Then it sounds like at least the yeah, uh, yeah that's that's pretty neat. How about how about you, Isaac? Um, for me, it was uh, because being a, like a young drawer, always drawing, right? And I latched on to comics like early on. I've been making comics since I was like could do it. Like you know, staple together some comics make a comic, sell it at school or whatever, you know, to other kids. Um, so anyway, like, I remember, was it 84, right? <laughs> I think. It was a while ago. When that, you know, com- I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, you would see it in the windows of these comic book stores. But I was a kid, so I didn't get to go to comic book stores. It was a new thing. Like, I got comics at the grocery store. Well, yeah, of course, on the spinner rack, that would be right, right. there. Yeah. Spinner rack or actual magazine rack of like, but mainly it was a spinner rack. And it was like, hey, mom, can I get a comic? She's like, don't you have enough of those? Like, they make them every week. I want them all. So anyway, (laughs) uh, there was a bookstore in Nashville called uh, Rare Foreign and More. And um, you know the the, the first comics, trade paperbacks? 
Yes. Yep. It was the first time they were in color, right? And this is before the cartoon. I'd never had the cartoon hadn't come out yet. There were no toys. There was no movie. Nothing. I, I walk into this bookstore, little kid, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, something like that. And I, and I saw the first trade and I was like, what is this? It doesn't look like Spider-Man or, or any kind of Marvel or DC. There's blood, there's cursing, there's like <laughs> ninjas. This shredder thing is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's where I got it from was those first trades. Because even then, this must have been, uh, I don't know, 86, 87, something like that. Like right before the cartoon started, I'm guessing. Um, I was just like blown away. I, I'd never seen anything like it. And these trades, they were in full color. They were gorgeous. But looking back, like it was weird because they didn't have the duotone. Right? Yeah. So forever, and what's crazy about that first trade that I got, the, it's weird because it's first comics publishing, right? <laughs> but the first trade they put out, mine has a misprint in it. So it goes to like right up to the big rooftop battle, and then it like goes back, and there's some pages missing, and then it catches up. <laughs> so I've always wondered if anyone has that. Anybody else has that misprint and it's tattered all to hell. It's in my studio, but that's how I got into it. Were those first trades? Cause even back then that first issue was going for like 500 bucks. Like immediately that thing was, Oh like yeah. The, the first, first print and all that. And this is, this is well before the speculation market of the nineties. You know what I mean? When like black and white books did not do that. You had the crow, you had Erebus. None of those books were doing the numbers that, Eastman and Lair were doing. It was, yeah. I mean, who, like who our, else our first misprint, right? Like, um, you, you got the Crow. You've got maybe Mage Grendel. You know, um, uh, Ronin, which would have been one. Like, you know, that's that's an important one. With the yeah, oh, that's that's a very important one. It, it took me a long time to realize that first cover, the first issue. That's just Ronin number one. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that until I don't know five years ago. So you, you noticed earlier my shirt, the image on my shirt. Um, how is that significant? You should tell everybody uh, how significant oh, um When I was – I've got the drawing back there. I should have grabbed it. But anyway, when I was like 10 or 11 in Nashville, um, how you learn to draw comics normally, this is how most kids get into it. You just copy stuff. So you're just going to the surface. You just copy and you try to like – mimic everything that you see in you know uh, the image so like i thought that image of like mikey is my favorite i don't know who who all we have leo now. we got a leo Raphael. Raphael. casey who's your favorite turtle give him a sec is it froze <laughs> he might be he's stuck in place wait what happened to him casey no. Yeah, you are. You are freezing up. I don't know if it's me or you. Oh, all. oh it's you, you. you froze. <laughs> it Definitely right. you, sir. We're Who's asking. your favorite turtle? He froze again. <laughs> he froze. We'll get there. He's gone frozen. It'd be cool if he was leaving. Right. Yep, four. you're back. Who's your favorite turtle? All right. Jeez. 
Uh, it was always Michelangelo, to be honest. Okay, we got two, oh, Mike. okay. two Mikeys. Two Mikeys down here. Yeah, it was always Michelangelo. I liked Raphael. He was kind of the, the second. He would come second in line. Then Casey Jones, Leo, then Donnie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. What was the question? It was about the image on your shirt. Yes, yep. Okay, when I was like, I don't know, 9 or 10, maybe 11, I think it was closer to 10, um, all I did was copy comics. That's it. That's all I did. I would watch the A-Team and like copy comics constantly. That's all I was ever doing. And uh, I, well, I do I, now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just I do my own stuff now, but it, it's still copying, basically. Uh, that image, Justin, on your shirt, that image of Raphael, that's the, that's the first page of the second issue. And he's saying, kiss your butt goodbye. And I, I was like, okay, let me copy this. And I did it. And I... I as a little kid, I'm like, well, a little kid, I don't know, 10 years old. I've got my drawing right here, which I, like, penciled and inked with probably a Sharpie. I don't know what. Uh, on, like, just paper, just, like, copy paper. So it's all, like, weird and thin now and yellow. And then I, I held up the, the comic, and I was like, okay, this is pretty close. Like, I, I know it's not perfect, but I'm like, I think I could do this professionally. If I'm, like, 10... And I can copy what they're doing. That's awesome. So that's what that image has significance for me. It's what really, I can pin it down to that image is what got me into drawing comics as a thing I wanted to do for a living. Well, in, in The Last Ronin, issue two, there's this uh, a scene where uh, artist Ben Bishop actually recreates that image with Raphael. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's doing that exact same pose and all that. Um, yeah. I need to reread that because I completely missed that. Yeah, we we bugged him about huh. that, and uh, <laughs> wait, wait, he recreates it with with Raph. Yeah, Raph, with Raph, yeah, yeah. But in the in the Ronin, his like his outfit that he is in the Ronin. You mean Michelangelo? Spoiler no, alert. no, no. This is a flashback with Raph. Yeah, flashback with Raph. And in the in the well, wouldn't that be Kevin Eastman doing the flashback? Or no, no, we hadn't gotten to that. That's that's a little further on, but okay. Yeah. But, and this is in the second issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got this. Then I had no idea. Gives me. A oh, he's got it right there. Okay. But I can't oh, see it. It's, it's like fading out of reality. Yeah. Yes. Well, where's the? What realm are we in? Yep. Yeah. Right <laughs> can't see it. I'll have to check that out. That's I, I didn't know that. That's neat. I read it. How did I miss that? It's bizarre. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things that you wouldn't necessarily know. Um, you know, I and he had uh, told us because we're in his fan club. He had he had told us some some of the little Easter eggs and like I noticed that the uh, the blade that Karai used to get Raphael was one of those little um, accessory weapons that came with the turtles. I'm like, somebody finally found a use for one of those little knives mm -hmm. that they came with. Right. The triangle ones? <laughs> exactly. The kunai. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Neat. Yeah, it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben put a bunch of Easter eggs in that in in the book between Kino and all these other things. Dude, like Kevin Eastman and Peter Lay were in the book. Yeah. So. I need to reread that. They're in our book. They're in the first issue. I don't know if y'all yeah. yeah, we, we got some Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, y'all notice them in the first issue? This is great, and and everybody, this is what we're talking about right now. You can oh, yeah. see this is Casey's, uh, this is Casey's background, and this is Isaac's shirt. I um I said to Eric as soon as I found out about this, I'm like, dude, you got to get a copy of this. We got to get these guys on. We got to talk about this. And um, 
my first question is like before everything else, where does this fit into the Mirage universe? Does it fit in? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take this. So uh, as a fan, I guess, I guess, and I can speak for most people, you were a little disappointed with the second movie, right? A little, a, a little bit disappointed. It was a good one. I, I mean, I liked it. I liked it, but it, they, they tried to get away from that dark, the dark, tone of what the first movie was um i hate that movie so much freaking hate then, it then don't watch the third so <laughs> yeah, yeah i like the third so, one better you know why it's got casey wow. jones in it sort of all right that's that's fair yeah yeah and so and it, and it goes it kind of plays in hand with the first comic but um no dude it's trying yeah it was trying it was trying to uh create a second story after shredder was supposedly thought to be dead yeah, it, it um, makes sense based on on that because they're talking about uh, like the garbage truck and and stuff like that, and you know, yes. and then then it's like, all right, so Shredder's day job in here is that he's he's running this facility or something along those lines. Is uh, that you're not supposed to know that? Mm-hmm. We're, we're oh, okay, all right. That. All right, okay. well, they, yeah, they yeah. Picked so it up. They, they, they picked it up. Yeah, so we we didn't want to come out straight out to say that, but it, yeah, that is the case. This yeah. is the world of comics, so there could be a red herring. So yeah, okay. Spoiler yeah, alert. You could you could dish here, Casey. Sorry, you could tell them. <laughs> now, we, now. We, I'm letting you know right now. We are streaming right now on our group yes. and a couple other groups that I just shared too. Just a heads yeah. up. Now I, I will say that um, I took Casey's script and interjected as much of a sequel or a sequel um, as much references to the comics as I could. The original okay. Eastman Laird yes. one. Because that's my that's where I come from uh, those comics, and so I try to bring as much of that in as I could. So it is basically like it almost serves as an apology for the all the movies, <laughs> and maybe up to like I like the animated one from what was it twenty eighteen? That was that a good one. Good. Uh, this new one looks amazing. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks incredible. It's good, man. It's it's good and. But you know, it's, it's got its audience too, and yeah, I, no, I think it, it could be great for kids. Exactly, yeah. it looks great. But um, here's the thing: just in my opinion, uh, these comics they weren't written for kids. No, yeah, no. <laughs> but they kind of were because uh, I'm ten or whatever, and I'm like, this is the coolest stuff I'd ever seen in my life. I've seen Transformers, GI Joe, eighteen, yep, and uh, what Terminator. Predator, like you name it, like I've seen the baddest stuff ever. And ninjas were at their peak in the eighties. Everything was ninjas. We all had throwing stars and nunchucks. Yep. Oh yeah. I got my, I got a sword. Oh, I got a throwing star there. And the ninjas in this comic, in, in the turtles, like Shredder. What a cool ninja! Like pick a better ninja. I don't know, Storm Shadow. It's it's close because I mean, if you know, if you get like deep into it, one on one first meeting uh shredder beats batman you know like batman had to figure out a way how to beat cartoon i love that so so much that's i haven't seen that whole cartoon but that scene because i'm not a big batman fan let me just put that on the table and like get let me get two-thirds of your audience to just hate me that's all right (laughs) no one's no one's perfect so i think i think everything uh, over here (laughs) there's a probably five good batman comics Whereas if you look at 
turtles, there's like a stack of them, like to the ceiling of good comics. <laughs> I don't want to get off on a tangent of anti-Batman sentiment because <laughs> everybody's going to hate me for that. No, because I'm a, I'm a Frank Miller guy. Yeah, you, a, you like the grittier stuff, so you were probably no, more into Watchmen. No, not with um, your mainstream superheroes. I'm I'm against that because the problem with the gritty thing is like, um, okay, Turtles predate Watchmen. That's all '86. They predate Watchmen and Dark Knight. Those are the yeah. two comics that the industry as a whole never recovered from. Because after that, everybody just wanted to do that, which was fine for a while. But Guy Gardner doesn't work as a badass. Like, he was a joke. You know, the Guy Gardner Green Lantern? I love Guy Gardner. Me too. He's my favorite Green Lantern now. Yeah. But when he came out, he was a, a freaking joke. Batman knocked him out with one punch. Yep. And like, that's my Batman. Not this dark, gritty, like, Frank Miller. Frank Miller is the only one that I've known that can do the dark, gritty Batman. But we're getting off topic. Am I leading off, off topic to Batman? Why? I, Why I'm never going to turn down a good conversation about turtles that crosses over into Batman. So it's like, you know, they've, they've had, they've had. I'm a Spider-Man guy. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, I was about to say, he's Spider-Man. I'm not yeah. Batman. I'm, I'm Marvel all the way. Marvel yeah. rules and DC drools forever. Okay. So, um, so then you're, you're being a daredevil then, I'm guessing. Oh my goodness. That Frank Miller daredevil run. That is one of the peaks. Uh, I, I think the Frank Miller Daredevil run is probably what it's. It's one of the high points of Marvel Comics. I he says all roads lead to Batman. Doug <laughs> Hall. Okay, oh, Doug, whatever, Doug. dude. It's <laughs> Superman. All roads lead to Superman because what was before Batman? Superman. If there was no Superman, there'd be no Batman. Who we were like, oh, Superman's hard to write. I'm getting off on a tangent again. The Frank Miller <laughs> Daredevil. Stack that up with anything Stanley and Jack Kirby did. It's better, I think. Yeah, that's that's top five for me. Born Again, specifically. Okay, bold statement, yeah. maybe, but it's better drawn. It's better written. For the time, it was like no one had ever seen anything like that in a Marvel comic. It's amazing it got the yeah, the code. Yeah. I did notice that you got the comics, uh, the comics Authority code uh, tattooed on your arm. Which way is it? Yeah. There you go. This is the hand I draw comics with, so I wow, it's appropriate. Ready? That's pretty fun. So, so um, going back to our original thing here, so this fits into the movie verse pretty much. Um, so we're taking as the story from the end of that night. Oh, okay. okay, that that makes a lot of sense because that's what I was picking up. But I'm like, there are yes. some other things kind of peppered in here from the Mirage verse. So I'm like, where does this go? And um, it's sort of, you can make your own head cannon on it. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Now. This is a, a side thing I want to bring up that the internet needs to know about that I haven't seen anyone on the internet talk about. The, oh, thank you. Awesome tattoo. Whoever said that? <laughs> the, the, the Carrie B, Sanders. Uh, um, Carrie yeah, Sanders. Okay, look, the, now, we all remember the scene in the first movie where uh, Leo and Raph were getting into it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the kitchen. Or a Good, I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. Fight, fight. Kitchen, kitchen. Okay. Yeah, okay. Look, we must undo that all the time. 
this is going to change things. I don't know if any, I might have told Casey about this, but my friend Jared pointed this out, and I, I've seen that movie triple digits easily. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Damn. So, <laughs> we're all there. I actually, I actually <laughs> just watched it. I just watched it on uh, Wednesday. I, I just watched it last night. I had on watched it Okay. That Pizza Hut commercial. Out in the distance. Oh, man. Okay, so anyway. Ryan Fields. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene. Okay, in that scene where Leo and Raph are getting into it, there's a shot of the table. You can see an like a grip or someone behind that table. I think he's wearing a red hat, and he's like ducking behind the table. And it's in the movie, and it's like you just you just miss it because it's this incredibly tense moment between Raph and Leo, and the other two turtles have left. But if you go back and watch that movie during that scene, I forget I knew the timestamp, but I forget oh, what it wow. is. Go back and watch it. <laughs> there is a guy just like he's just like on the table, terrible. and he's there. Like it's when you get done with this. Go watch it again. Oh, <laughs> great. No, I'm going to have to find that out. There's a dude, yeah, there's a dude in, the, in the shot just going like this. How all of us missed it, I don't know. Like, my friend Jared is the only one who's ever noticed it. I was like, what? When I watched it, I was like, well, it's like the double teeth. Oh, there it is. Right, like in, in uh, later after after uh, you know they wake up Raph in the tub and you know uh, Donnie is is smiling and you can see the the human teeth underneath like yeah. briefly. and Kino, yeah, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. very creepy. It's like the Joker's mustache. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good oh, point. So creepy. You didn't know why as a kid. Like, why is this Joker so freaky around the lip area? <laughs> because Cesar Romero would not shave his mustache. Back to Batman. Maybe that guy was right. It's not fair. Well, let's we'll, we'll we'll bring it back uh, away from Batman. So we'll bring it back to Casey Jones. So so you guys have this idea. You have this idea to do a fan comic based on um, what, what I assume would be uh, Casey's favorite, uh, Casey Jones. Well, what leads Casey, to this? Casey had the idea. Okay, it, it was a commission, I believe. Right, Casey? It was so. I have known, I've known of Isaac. I knew of Isaac since I was in middle school. He was always known as the guy who, who had his posters and pictures all over the comic book stores in Johnson city. So he was well known as an artist and I kind of ran back into him uh, through Facebook and he had posted some commission stuff. I was like, you know, I bet he could do the coolest commission work for the Ronin out of all. Cause I just read the, the first issue. Oh, cool. I was like, I want, I want a picture but I want it to be a little different. I want to be. I want it to be a little old school. So I actually have the picture here. This is, oh, of course, it's going to mess up. But oh, oh there you me. go. Yeah. So, oh. so he did that. Oh, nice. And that's and so got that um, that's got Zipatone on it. Do it, not do a tone. But Man, the, I want to see that thing up close a little bit more. It's got <laughs> Zipatone on it. I, I put the Zipatone on it. Wow. The leader. Wow. The leader The new stuff. That's got like an '80s horror vibe to it that I'm, I'm mm. sensing, like with those silhouettes, like a little bit like Fright Night or Stranger Things or something. Hey, uh, to be fair, uh, he sent me an image that was very similar to this. I didn't. It Get was close up my forehead, people. I, I don't know. I can't remember what image you sent me, Casey, but somebody drew a very similar image of 
the last Ronin. I'm trying not to. We, we all know who the last Ronin is, right? Yeah, oh, it, dude, it's like two two years out. There's a yeah, okay. So yeah, it's yeah, you're good. You, you know, and he's yeah. kneeling there, and the rest of them are behind him. Yeah, that's in the first. All the weapons are later, front. Yeah, I so. don't know who drew it. Whoever drew that, I pretty much just kind of like did what they did and just put Martin Splinter up there. Jeez, I, I thought for a second you were going to tell me last Ronin, but it was Casey, and I'm like mind blown. I'm like, holy crap! What? Casey was the last Ronin. Yeah, I'm like seriously, I'm like, oh. holy crap! What a weird <laughs> what if, but like that would be crazy. And yeah. I'm like, still, that is a great. No, movie. I like Casey that. Jones with some swords. That's Deadpool. Well, I mean. He's he's a bit less refined than Deadpool, I suppose. But I don't know about that. He's a little well. He's a little less uh, fourth wall self aware. I don't yeah. know how refined he is. Well, I, I mean, say what you want about Wade Wilson. He's got he's got the skills, right? He can swing a sword. He can kick. He can do all this. Casey's kind of a blunt instrument. So, which we love about him. But uh, okay, you know, now now okay, that's a fair point. But you got fights like Wolverine. You know. Well, okay. Yeah, but if you're Casey Jones, you meet Raph first, then you meet the rest of them. You're going to want to get in on those training sessions too, right? Sure. So, remember when he's using the, the sword, to, the katana to cut the carrots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what does that mean? That means Leo just, like, let him borrow a katana? I assume that, like, a teenager, he leaves everything around, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least that's that's what April was saying in the second movie. So you know, if there is if there is one issue with that movie, that first See movie, they, they don't come off as teenagers. Oh. They come off as thirty year olds. That's I found, why I found that a lot in the eighties though. Like you guys ever watched oh. Degrassi back then? You're like, uh, what are these are thirty year olds. Of so. course. <laughs> yeah. Uh Toby McGuire is Spider Man. I bought it back then, watched it now, I'm like, who is this father chasing this bus? Is he trying <laughs> to like get his lunch? To his kid, I, you know, it was like way too old. But that's why I'm excited about that new movie because it's like actual teenagers doing the yeah. voices. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they like Tom them. Holland as Spidey, he was a teenager when he started filming those things. I'm like, makes sense. Hard to get a good teenage actor, though. I'd imagine even now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the style, the style in your guys' books is is amazing you know the, mm -hmm. the whole thing going through i got mine on ebay um how did you initially roll these out for sale yeah eBay. hey in case he's the money guy okay. so, <laughs> i didn't answer that i yeah. just saw pictures well, let me go back let me go back to how the how he got the script so how that idea came up because you know i he had he had did the he did the commission for me for that picture and and so then I had I had always had this idea to create a and I'm going back to the movie, but the comic was there too. But I always had this idea for a script to how we could how the second movie could have been way better. And I did that as a kid actually. I didn't write I didn't write the story as a kid, but I came up with the ideas as a kid. How how could that movie have been better? How could a continuation of the first movie be better? And I do that with all movies. Anytime there's a sequel, I go and I rewrite it myself. Oh, nice. As as what what I think would have worked better, and how they could have actually beat the first issue or the first movie, and that's hard to do regardless. But so that's what I always do. So that's how that second script came up. So I I, I came to Isaac and I said, you know, that's an awesome picture. How do you feel about doing illustrations? I'll write the story. I'll write a script. You read it. You tell me what you think. You can make changes if you need to. And um, 
see what you think. So he read it. He read the first issue and he said, I think we, we've got a we've got a, a solid issue right here. And that's that's kind of how it how it took off. And um, he began doing all the sketches, all the illustrations. And it, it took a while. I think it was what we were two years in the making for issue one. Wow. Something like, like that. It, huh? Was it that long? Gosh. I think it was two years. Yeah. So we yeah. started in. Well, Takes a long years. time to make a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was, it was, well, it was you can do it quick, but it's a lot of work. It's other than tattooing, which is what I do for a living, hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Making comics. And, and guys, this is this is a beefy book. Like it's not a twenty-two page and done endeavor, you know. And it's got great like paper stock on it. It's got good gloss for the cover. Like this is this is something that's like I'm proud to put that in my collection. It's not I like appreciate that. I appreciate that. I will say this thing needs to be on newsprint ASAP. Second, <laughs> I'm tired of looking at it on this. Like I I don't hate the paper stock, but I want to see it on newsprint. I'm working with the printer for so that. bad. Like <laughs> I want to curse about it. I'm not. I'm not going to say what I wanted to say. <laughs> but I want to see it on newsprint so bad. I think Eric's on mute. Oh, I want to ask you. I am on mute. I was. <laughs> I do want to ask you. <laughs> no, but uh, are you guys? Did you, did you guys do this with a Kickstarter? Or you guys just no, just on your own? No, so so we'll go back to the, the original question before I before I changed it around. This uh, needs we put it, the Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah, we put it on eBay and we did some uh, just trial bids just to see what people would would be what they would be willing to donate for it. We sold that's, one that's, for like seventy bucks. Don't tell Viacom that though. I mean, they uh, donated seventy dollars. That's, that's that's another question among my own. They're probably watching, so. So the idea is that this is this is a, a donation only, and that's going to be that's kind of in a clause in a way. It's you're donating you're donating to our studio to produce more comics like this, and in return you're getting that first issue. They're not for sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, winking with the right eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think we you're winking with the speak. left. <laughs> And we're not yeah. making any money off of it. I mean, like honestly, like, we're, we're, taking, yeah, we're really not. It's going back into the prints. Yeah. Um, hey, the second issue is going to look. Look, if I sell one of these comics, it allows me to buy lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm an apprentice tattooer. I don't make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, and look, I should have done a bootleg comic a long time ago. I've been making comics since I was like, I don't know. Six, five, no one's ever. Now, of course, this is all pre-internet. This is the first comic I've made that's like been post-internet, basically, like post-YouTube, post-social media. Yeah, which was what ten years ago. I, I'd oh, say like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, probably two thousand eight, because yeah. maybe I my think it was whenever I was getting out of the Navy. I was. Uh, I want to say that's when. MySpace, Facebook. Well, I know MySpace was was a thing because I was actually in Japan maybe? in two thousand four, two thousand five. Right, but like MySpace, you know, that's like first year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then something happened with Instagram and Facebook where it shifted to inf gear, where it was <laughs> like you don't need to go to a convention to show your stuff to an editor anymore. 
You yeah. can just like send your digital files to what was it, Comics Wellspring? Isn't that what we use? Oh okay. wow, yeah. And then you got a comic because every comic I've made before this, for one, I've never had anyone help me with the money angle of it, which is what Casey has done different than any other person I've ever worked with. Because if you're drawing a comic, it's good to have someone to write it. It's hard to do everything by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's a hard thing to do. So it, it helps greatly if you have someone else to write it. Much and, and much more so, someone else who help produce it physically. That's the hardest part. Like actually making the comic is tough. Drawing all pages, getting the ink lettered, all that nonsense. That's one thing. Then when you get it, you get you go to Kinko's. This is in the nineties. You go to Kinko's and you just yeah. print off however many you could afford, like a zine. Okay, that is exorbitantly, prohibitively expensive to make hundreds of copies of it. So then I got to the point where I'm going to a local, uh, it's not an offset press. They're just like, they have one of those giant machines with rollers on it, the place I worked at, Saber Printers, where they like, you know, they can fold it, saddle staple it, yeah. two, three hundred copies at a time. That was a big deal for me then, but it was all me. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. this is hard to do by yourself. And then having Casey here, who's ponying up the money to get 300 copies printed, I'm like, this is amazing. This is how it should be. Like, or <laughs> for me, because I'm broke. I'm a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Struggling, starving artist. That's why Kickstarter would have been good, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, still can that's, be. We need to do it. Right. That's 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 something that's something. I mean, me personally, you know, we have quite a few friends. Uh, we've had, you know, Mike Ruth. I don't know if you ever heard of Mike Ruth, but Mike Ruth is an absolutely amazing person as well as amazing artist, too. Um, Ruth? Mike Ruth. Ruth. Uh, haven't, yes. No. Hang on. Uh -huh. I'll show you a yeah, cover that he did. What's he got back there? There it is right there. Probably way. Oh my goodness! He did this cover. Oh, that's good. It's a nice one. Oh wow! So he works for IDW? No, he's actually a cover artist, and it does amazing work. But huh. he did this comic called Dodge. <laughs> cover artist must be nice. Yeah, he did comic. He did uh, he did Dodge, where he ended up doing you know the interior work when somebody else was doing it, and they did a Kickstarter. And I want to tell you, like, I supported it. I'm I'm mostly just TMNT guy. I support it, but if you guys end up supporting this, I mean, this is something that we can bring to all the different platforms, all the different groups that we're in, and I guarantee you that you'll probably get funded more and beyond what you're looking for. I mean, that's something that you guys need to really, really, really look into because, first off, okay, I don't read too many comics, but I'm looking forward to issue two for this one. This is just oh, me personally. absolutely. Person. Yeah, like the story okay. and stuff. It's it's got That's a awesome. really good story and got a good it story. You the character and you already have a good idea of who Casey and April are going in and then the whole point is that they lose who they are how do they find themselves and how do they relate to each other when they just mm -hmm. have kind of like a vague idea of who they are and I, I don't want to give too much yeah. of it away but it was yeah, really cool to read it's it's very very well written I mean yeah you know I'm not a reader <laughs> Justin will tell you 
I'm not a reader. You know, like I, I started reading a couple of things and I was just like, ah, you know, the last run really got me in to like comics more. And flash page. We'll take donations. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, but seriously, I mean, that's this is something. I mean, you got something good here. Me. This is me. Me and Justin speaking. We're just we're just we're only just two people. <laughs> but I think I mean you guys know Rob Dinner. No. Okay, first well, I, off, I he's just, a huge. I just Casey want people to, to find this thing and to, to check it, it out. Good. It is it is very very good. And Wait, Eric, Eric, who, who's Rob Dinner? Rob Dinner. He's um I think he was uh, one that got a remark or something because he's a big huge Casey fan. Yeah, Casey yeah. Oh, fan. he got oh, a yeah. remark. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be meeting him up in uh, Granite Con. We're going to be going to Granite Con, me and Justin. We're going to be guests sitting there. So we're going to meet like, Ben Bishop. Guys, yeah, yeah, they contacted me. I don't want to go so bad. I just I can't do it right at this moment. Well, who, I con- mean, one thing, who, con- who contacted you? Uh, one of those dudes, I think. Maybe that guy. Um, but the issue is we don't have any, any uh, uh, copies at the moment. Like, we got copies of the first printing coming in yeah. so like it's the last I, batch of the first print run is coming it should be here within a week within we'll a week what about uh, digital guys do you have digital availability what do you mean like the comic digitally yeah as, yes. as um, a pdf file or something like that if you have oh, that well, that'd be yeah, a great well, way to get it out yes the whole thing's on webtoons for free it, i did not know that that's great news yeah, and there's there's actually like a, a six or five page preview of the second issue, what I was just showing off. Nice. Yeah. Pencils on there also. Also, I would like to shamelessly plug my Patreon. Of course. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, every page I do, I put up about five, six at a time, the pencils, and then as soon as I start lettering and inking, all that goes up on there. Uh, I've been so busy lately with these remarks and commissions that my Patreon output has slowed down to like two posts a month. But um, half of it's like tattoos I do, and the other half is this comic. Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. So, like, if you search for Isaac W. Stone on Patreon, there's that. Um, and the I will say that Webtoons, like, on an iPad, it, it looks, like, weirdly digitized. But it's there. You can read it for free. The whole first issue. That's yep, that exactly. Carrie Sanders is absolutely right. PDF are good. They're they're good. Uh, the PDF is a very, very good thing to start out with. That would be, like, your, like, yeah. basic... Gotcha. Um, you know, like a lot of them will do like basics, like you'll get the, you know, PDF, you can buy the PDF where you can get it early. And then, you know, someone will have like a copy of, of the book and all that stuff. And then you could progressively, you know, go on and up and get better tiers. Like you can get a commission from him for like, you know, for two, 300 bucks or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, however you guys want to do it, but there's a, there's a lot, there's a, I mean, you know, it, 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 there's a lot that goes into it, but it's just this. You guys have so much going for you right now. Oh, I think it'd be a good thing, Eric. 
I I'm on the hype train. Old, I'm gonna be honest. I, I feel I feel like such an old man. I'm like, we need to get on this Kickstarter thing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I hear. Hey, you're only four history. years older than me. You're only four years older than me. I'm uh, not. You know, you're you're not that much older. But I, I just um, want to show folks this too because it's yes. like we, we talked about the writing, we talked about the art, but it's like until you dig in and you look at this and you see, it's like holy crap, he nailed Splinter, nailed the Mirage Splinter, yeah, nailed oh, the yeah. turtles, the feel. The, the way everything is shaded, you know, it's it's not just the writing that gives it that sort of vintage feel to it. It's the art and the way it like syncs together. Like I could have I could have bought this and read it and never said anything about it. But the fact that I'm like raving about it is because it was that it was that like, wow, this is something special. So I was really excited to talk to you guys about it. That fills my turtle heart with joy. Um, you know what's funny about Splinter? And I, I, I've read those. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen those Ultimate IDW collections. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they they reprint all the black and white duotone stuff with uh, annotations from Eastman Laird. Anyway, they talk about how, like, maybe they talk about it or one of them brings it up. How like, Splinter. One right here. Yeah. What is that? This is the Rat King, exactly what you're talking about. I don't have the Splinter one handy, but I've got the Rat King one. Is that a Rat King comic? It is, yeah. And you can see Rat King's first appearance. Oh, that looks dope. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Wait, his first appearance? What do you mean, like new? Uh, No, his first, uh, this would have been uh, Tales of the TMNT number four, Turtles Adventures 11. It's a a reprint. Oh, this is, yeah, it's a compilation book that has uh, all the... Like the original Jim Jim Lawson appearance. Oh, and Jim Lawson's a hero. I love Jim Lawson so much. Uh, what I was getting ready to say something I can't. Remember. You were talking about Splinter. Yes. If you look at the Splinter from like the first, I don't know, three or four issues, he doesn't look like a rat. He looks like a dog or something. There's a way they drew him, like he doesn't have the rat teeth. He looks more like a. Like a cat mixed with a dog. He doesn't yeah, look like, like in, in the NES game a little bit. He doesn't look yeah. like a rat. The way, um, I think mainly Eastman drew him. You know, like, those two guys, they were like Lennon and McCartney. Yeah. It's hard to tell where one stops and one ends. But when they do their solo stuff, right, here's a Kevin Eastman, which is who, always who I graduated, grad, gravitated towards. No shade of Peter Laird, because Peter Laird is the one with the tech. Peter Laird is the one who designed the Mausers, all that, like, Utron stuff. Like, that's all Peter Laird. Peter Laird, Kevin Eastman, has admitted that he's a better drawer than him. But for my money, it's always been about Kevin Eastman. Like, you know, um, no shade on the dude. Who's the guy who drew The Last Ronin? Uh, the Escorza brothers. So there's two of them. Yeah, it's their two brothers. They do. Uh, yes, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Them, I mean, they, I mean, them boys flow together because. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Okay, they're brothers. That's yeah, happen. but but what's crazy though? What's crazy with them is that one will start on a turtle, and the other one will go over him. Must be nice to have a brother to help you do that. Yeah, I know. I'm anyway. just saying, but it's, it's it's so crazy. Like you could sit there and like. They they read each other's minds what they're uh, going to be doing. On jealous. jealous, I think uh, we we had someone who was asking Isaac if you were in the Navy. Yes, was you in the Navy? 
Uh, no, I did Jay Rossi in high school. I've got a lot of Navy. Um, my grandpa was in the Navy on my dad's side. My sister uh, almost made it to boot camp. She got <laughs> booted out. Uh, not in the Navy. What? What's? Why did someone think I was? In I don't Navy? know. Someone. Someone was just asking. I don't me. know. Huh. I was in the um, Navy. <laughs> like, if I was going to join a branch of the military, it would be the Navy, but they wouldn't okay. take me. One, I'm too old. Two, I can't follow orders. <laughs> I'm flat-footed. I'm also like, I got head problems. So, like, I'm like, I'm 4F on so many levels, it's ridiculous. But if, if I would, one branch of military, I'd go Navy. Easy. Easy. But not, like, near the water. I'd, I'd, be, on, I'd be a land guy. Okay. He'd be a CB is what he's trying to say. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to be on the boat. I was on two carriers. Two carriers. I I just I just uh, I'm also too old and um, also do not follow orders well. So (laughs) nobody wants nobody wants this. (laughs) Aircraft carrier seems cool because it's like seems hard to sink. It's 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 a float. I'm I'm okay. I've been on two carriers, and they are literally a floating city. One boat that I was on was fifty six hundred people. Oh wow. wow. That's and crazy. then the second carrier? Oh, I'm not done. The first carrier was Which um, ones? What were their names? USS Kitty Hawk. Oh, Kitty Hawk, dope. USS and June. That was the only conventional carry that was left, which is no longer Wow. And that was a smaller one compared what do you mean conventional is in not nuclear powered? That's correct. Because it was over it was it was over in Japan at the time whenever I was there. Hey, uh Star Trek fans, we know what the first uh, nuclear powered uh what was it submarine or was it an aircraft carrier? We know what that was called, right? The, the Enterprise. Submarine. Right? Yeah. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Right? Freaking, I think so. Submarine. Think was it no, no, submarine? no. The Enterprise, the Enterprise is a is actually a uh, carrier. <laughs> it was an aircraft carrier. In mm-hmm. Alameda. Nuclear vessels. Oh, nice. Star Trek. In forward. Alameda. <laughs> nuclear vessels. <laughs> The Enterprise. That's so cool. You guys think yeah. they know about transparent aluminum? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, computer. <laughs> uh, a keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's, that's, I love that movie so much. The Voyage Home. God dang it. It's one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Although, you know, I just watched Star Trek 3 again for the millionth time last night. This is a good one too. It's it's underrated. underrated. Yeah, it's, very un- it's it's the one um, odd number one that's really good. Yeah, that's fair because five okay. five goes down a little bit, but oh, ooh, that's a that's yeah. He was on Small Boys. Uh, that's the one they let. Uh, I don't they know let, those. To be honest with you, I was, I was on the Kitty Hawk and uh, John USS John C. Stennis, which was a, uh, another carrier that I was on, and it was sixty five hundred people that were on a boat. Well, and Jack Hunter the second, thank you for your service. Also, yeah, thank uh, you for your Barrett. service. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Come in. So, um, uh, we're we're doing a lot of talks about submarines. Will there be a submarine appearing in issue number two? That's what oh everybody my wants. God, to there needs to be. Mm-hmm. One of the technodrome was like a submarine. Dude, you need right, to do right. a technodrome. That would be me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Or uh, you know, just are we going to have a, a submarine or? that shoots out of the technodrome? Yeah, obviously. I mean. 
think Casey's think Casey's brains is is churning right now. He's, yeah, he's yeah, getting all uh, these ideas, and oh, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh. now, <laughs> now, my brain's churning too. My Indiana Jones brain is churning because I think Casey is clearly the Indiana Jones slash Han Solo of the Turtles world. So, like, I want to see I like that, that scene. I want to see the scene from Last Crusade where like Casey Jones is hanging on top of the periscope." Riding a submarine all the way to a different country. Oh, 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 oh! Jack, What's, uh, what? Jack wants to let you know about his not so secret project, uh, Killabunga. Killabunga. What is that? Yeah, aren't you What's aren't a, you working uh, on that? I, no, I am not. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've told Jack that. Justin, that's your Killabunga. Sounds awesome. Killabunga oh, is a great person. idea. Jack. Oh, is the name alone, it. I'm sold. Yeah, it's it's a creature feature where. Um, Imagine if a Ninja Turtle was kind of like uh, a slasher movie or something. No, it's it's Jack's project. I'm just helping him promote it. I'm not writing it or producing it or anything like that. So that's okay, on him. I'm down. Uh, so you yeah. mean like um, there's a slasher against the turtles or one of them is a slasher? One of them is the slasher. I told him <laughs> yeah. it's golden. It's a golden idea. So Well, it's got to be Mikey, right? Um, I, I don't know, Jack. Uh Jack will have to tell right, us. Justin Cooper is my Mikey advisor. <laughs> that is not that is not Mikey, dude. It, it probably could be. Who knows? Same reason why he's the last Ronin. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, yeah. he was the first turtle drone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who was Let, the first to die? Was it Donnie? Raph. Raph. Oh yeah. No, that was literally Raph. the name of the story. Was first to die, right? First to fall was was Raph. Yeah, makes what sense, right? That was. Uh, I'm that, just so disappointed. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't like Ben Bishop very well. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Oh. He's a, oh. Hey. Uh, just for my. I, I got. We got sides. Oh, well, Jack, I got I'll, I'll let him know, Jack. But I, I'm um, gonna. I'm gonna curb the Killabunga talk for now, so we can go back to our interview. But but yes, I'll I'll send him your info. I promise. Well, go ahead, Isaac. You were saying something. Yeah, the brothers who drew the last Ronin. Yes. Now that art is digital, right? I don't know. I, I, I think I feel like there are, digital. I feel like they do the the red regular board and then they scan it because I've seen the um, the artwork go for sale. Like I know one of our friends, John, has okay, bought so like a big splash page. Yeah, they, they draw it, they scan it in. Like I think that's what they do. I think that's what Ben Bishop does. Anchor? Is there an anchor involved? Absolutely, there's definitely oh, yeah. an anchor involved, and. Um, um, uh, you got a hand here, Casey. Let me see. Uh, inker on this one, uh, Louis Antonio Delgado. Yeah, yeah, Delgado. Yeah, I could. I thought it was Louise. <sighs> and uh, Casey, I saw that you had your your book uh, handy. Mine had. Oh, the trade. Since oh, we, were, so we were just talking about uh, ben the hardback. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have that in mind. Is that a Kevin Eastman? <laughs> No, this is um, this is uh, Ben Bishop oh. today. Wait, who's Ben Bishop? So Ben Bishop is the one who did the uh, the flashbacks of when all the turtles died. So when we were talking about issue two, oh, he's the one that drew the non Eastman flashbacks. Yep, exactly. So yeah. the guy who drew those flashbacks is different than the brothers. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the brothers. Huh. The brothers. The brothers are the ones that did the present, which I I want to say that was supposed to be. Um, uh, Andy Coons. That was supposed yeah, to be Andy Coons. Yeah. But there was some shakeup on why he couldn't do it, so they had to actually I've redo heard that the name. entire who, thing. Who, who's Andy Coons? I've heard that name. Andy Coons. Uh, he did. Uh, 
I mean, he did the first, geez, like issue eight through 16 or something like that of the Turtles for the IDW series. Oh, okay. He I did um, much of that. The, when the Slash TikTok. shows up. Like he, he did like that era, like Slash and then um, like the Turtles first, first fight with Slash. Oh, Slash. I thought you said Flash. I was like, a Flash? Turtle? No, that'd be cool. Yeah. What? Do, do you oh, remember the ash can? Is that's that what a, that is? This is an ash can. Amazon okay. 9.0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nine. but you also got to think it's only five <laughs> five pages. But the thing about this one oh. is, is this has Andy Coombs' work in it. Oh, I see. So he was supposed to be one of the main artists in it. Yes. Or was he supposed to be the artist? He was supposed to be the uh, the artist of of what the Escorzas were doing. So, but for some reason, it didn't uh, work out. So it didn't pan out. So the Escorzas stepped in. And where are they from? That's a good question. I, I'm not sure. Because I know, here are they Brazil. No, uh, but I know that they're. Uh, I I want to say they're down. They're you know down south. But I know that Capture Comics kind of is kind of like their Dude, agent. There is a huge pool. Of Cool right now of like South American and uh, like Brazilian, like uh, we got Santa Luco. All these guys. There's a lot of more from Marvel. Oh. Didn't realize you were doing this today. I'm a bit late. Love the book. We were just Rob talking Rob about Hunter. you, Rob. We were just that's talking Rob about Hunter. Rob. No, he got one. Yeah. Yeah, What's he's the Rob? one that's getting a Casey. He's he is like he loves Casey Jones. He, I mean, he's much like much like Casey. <laughs> yeah, he's over here. <laughs> it's the Brady Bunch. Oh yeah, which way is it? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Wow, he got four copies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wow. No way! I don't remember this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went nuts. But thanks, Rob. Like, we really appreciate that support. Like. Uh, yeah, to be honest, we didn't realize we were gonna. It was gonna take off like it did. It was sort of a. We're gonna try it out. We're gonna put it out there, and we hope people will see what it is we were wanting to put out uh, with, the, with the comic. What we we're trying to achieve, and it, it happened a lot faster than what we were anticipating for sure. So it's what you're trying to say is that you had a Kevin and Peter Laird moment. Okay. <laughs> I was talking about that with Casey about how it was like this must be. Uh, a small nth of a fraction of what they felt. I've had people ask it was, if we it was are like all of a sudden it's like, hey, can I get a copy? Can I get two? Can I get four copies? Can I yeah. get like, two remarks? I'm yeah. like, uh, okay, sure. Uh, we, we've had people. We've had people, or at least I've had people ask me, are we? Are we those? Are we Kevin and Eastman? Uh, Kevin Eastman and Lay? Are we? Are we them in, incognito? Yeah, some dude, look, look, some yeah. dude called me the second coming of Eastman and Laird. I'm like, hold your horses, man. Like, <laughs> not, not, they're still around. I'm not, yeah. all I am doing is what they did. That They taught me how to draw comics is all. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm doing. Like, and we, you know, we definitely want to pay homage to them for sure. That, that, that's, we had, we had to stick to what their, what their tone was <laughs> with the story everything. Look what Ralph said. He said we didn't realize he's doing remarks until after the fact. Yeah, no, we're doing them. You can yeah. you can send. Hey, man, you want send it back to us to me? I'll I'll do a remark on all four of those. 
he he's the type of guy that might take you up on buying the original artwork too. So that's yeah, oh, that's something that. that you... This is the second issue in here. But we're talking about the first issue. Like you'd be surprised. Like Rob Denner, he's one of those people that absolutely love original artwork. Here. I mean, here's some of the some pencils. Of yeah. Are you you going to keep any of it, guys? Uh, any of the original pages? These are the pencils here. Casey, you got to keep one at least. I've got. Casey already snagged some. He got some of the rest. Are you keeping the cover? Uh, the cover is. I think. Oh wow! Uh, I thought the cover was. Oh no, the cover's not gone. That's right. No, it's all. Even guys, the the back cover too. Like that. Fantastic. Here's the first. The whole first issue. These are the pencils. I mean, like all these are up for grabs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> my son waiting in the background. You put up, you put up, uh, maybe on like Etsy or eBay or something like that. You know, uh. um, Etsy, I've got to get a bank account set up to to deal with that. They won't deal with Venmo or PayPal, so I've got to like start a bank account to get my Etsy going. But uh, well, yeah, it will be available on that. Look at that! Look at that. That's well, that's page too. That's where yeah. he runs into April for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that you know you could post in some of these groups. I mean, the uh, TMNT Party Wagon, they actually uh they wanted to do granite. Oh yeah, uh yeah, he'll, Rob, he'll uh, we don't have anything planned at the moment. Um one thing I, well, one thing I do have planned for next year is Heroes Con. I'm okay. definitely gonna go to that. Um outside of that, like uh small press expo maybe New York Comic Con. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a, uh, there's some like, what was it? Dragon Con in Atlanta. That's next we're, week, actually. Dragon Con. Yeah. So this is all would be next year. Like we're, we're in Tennessee, so like, you know, going to these, like San Diego again on Kickstarter. Those would be great items. Yep. For, all <laughs> exactly. Yep. We got to do this Kickstarter thing. Yeah. And, now, now, hear me out on this. Now, hear me out on this. Oh, look, there's the last page right there. Nice. Okay. Now, I'm just I'm putting this out there. Granite, I'm telling you, is going to be one of those things that you're going to want to go to. Telling me, I, I want to so bad. Why? I, and you know, I still might go. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm putting this out there. For next year is going to be the 40th year, 40th year anniversary. Oh, next year? I thought it was this year. There's no, 39. 39. Now, next with year. that being said, you know, Kevin's not here. That Kevin's not going this year to Granite, but next year, and it's going to be big. It's going to be a big turtle thing. I already have that feeling, you know, we're, we're going to be there one way or another. And it's something that, I mean, this is me trying to motivate you guys, and I, and, and I, I hope that you guys go. But I, oh, I think it'd be a, definitely but, right, Casey. But it's it, it's it's yeah. definitely a part of it could definitely be part of the TMNT history. Like, yeah, we could be there to be a part of the TMNT history. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. this is just something that you know I'm, I'm putting out there for you guys to let you know. I mean, it, it's I think it'd be a great thing, and that's one of the reasons why we are going. You know, we're trying to get our foot in the door and to grant it because it's. Foot. We want to. We want to be there. Foot we want to be a door. part of it. I get it. Foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Rob Lato? What? <laughs> oh snap! Shame on you. Bring, bring that up. 
Hey, look, dude, Rob Liefeld can draw feet. I can show you a million. I can grab my copy of New Mutants 100 off my spinner rack right now and show you plenty of feet that he's drawn. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I get it. I think that I'm a little Rob sore Liefeld, about it. He, he really I, I can't, that I can't, a little bit I can't now. stand any bad notes about Rob Liefeld. I won't stand for it. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just, I just make I, a joke because everybody does those. He was super you, Eric. Nice. Eric, shame on you. <laughs> we will bring that up. Shame on you. Do you have that Ronin cover of Eric of, of that LaFell? No, I don't. I, I didn't get the Josiah one. Uh, I know that he did. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously, I, I we, we we knew about it before everybody else did. Justin, um, I'm sorry. Did you say LaFeld? I did. It's Liefeld. I'm sorry. You did it on purpose? No, I was just. Oh, you guys to... with your anti-Liefeld sentiment. No, I, I'm saying I met him. Me. I met him. He was, he was actually really nice to me. In the exactly. Fans, like, the dude is oh. awesome. Name he, he one of the comic artists that has been in be a Levi's really commercial. Yeah, he can be he can be fiery and you know he can do his stuff, but I mean he's made his place. You know, he, I he, I like his stuff for the most part. I'll tell you, I, I wasn't big uh, on like Blood Blood Brigade and all that, but like uh, you know, I love like the Hawk and Dove. Uh, he did my my like favorite uh, version of Wolverine where he's like jumping on the Wolverine saga book. I showed it to him and he signed. He's like, "Oh my god, where'd you get this?" I'm like, "Oh, I've had that since I was like eight. He was so happy to sign it for me. So, Did you know that he proposed to his wife in a comic? I did not know that. Hmm. I did know that his wife was one of the triplets uh, from uh, her sister was on Saved by the Bell. I had no idea. I'm like, she looks so familiar. He proposed to her in a comic that got printed by Image Comics. So that's about as pimp as you can get as a comic book artist. Because comic book artists, they kind of, we're all a bunch of nerds. Like, we're not real smooth. <laughs> we're not cool people. We're not cool guys. We're weird. We spend a lot of time alone just doing this. <laughs> it's not, we don't talk to women well. So, that's so just, wait, then, then who's the Lennon? Who's the McCartney here? <laughs> <laughs> or, or are you the Keith? I'm you're the Paul. Keith. Okay, he's John. I, I'm Paul McCartney all right. the way. I was thinking Keith Richards and, and uh, Mick Jagger, maybe. You know. Oh but. well, I'd be I'd be Keith. I mean, <laughs> I'm the guitar player. So you're more of a George Harrison, then? You know? No, Paul, all the way. I'm the uh, cowbell Paul. guy. Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul McCartney to be Paul. Paul from Liverpool. Paul. We, ne we never get to do accents on this show, Eric. Paul McCartney. Paul. And then Ringo. Yeah. Ringo. Oh, no. Ringo's well, 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 we did like it. You guys have some Wait, what? Ice. I think it's a ball. It's the best compliment I've had in a long time. I love Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Better call don't, Saul. Don't worry. I'm a female nerd and I can't talk to other women well either. Oh, yeah. That's easy to say as a woman. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate that. Hey, I get called a nerd. I get called a nerd every day. Ball. This right well, here I is love my Bob mini nerd. Uh, uh, whoever that was that said that uh, got me sidetracked. Yeah, that's awesome. Rob, <laughs> That's why the artists have writers to speak for them. I've been trying to get writing in print for twenty five years. Yeah, it's way harder to get into the business as a writer. Yeah. Than an artist, which is why it helps to have someone like myself to yeah. illustrate your story. Hey, we creators are weird, but we're cool in our own way due to the respect of the knowledge we have for all the useless information in our yeah. brains. Yes. You nailed uh, it. 
Okay. And there's a lot of creatives uh, on this stream right now watching. So could, mm -hmm. could I bring up uh, Bob Odenkirk again? Um, most people know him now from uh, what is it, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. There's a movie he made with David Cross called Run, Ronnie, Run. Anyone seen this movie? No, I've heard of it. But I've never seen it. Okay, it got overshadowed by Joe Dirt. I'm sure all of y'all seen Joe <laughs> Dirt. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's just funny, whatever. But like, there's a movie called Run, Ronnie, Run. It's on YouTube for free. Don't tell whoever owns that movie that. But <laughs> imagine, like, I I love David Spade's great. He but he's from like, uh, wait, Rob Denner said he owns Run, Ronnie, Run. Yep. Who's that? Awesome. Um, Rob Rob Dinner is kind of a little little bit of a nerd too. Okay. Uh, look, 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 David <laughs> Spade, I think is from like Hollywood or something. He's from like the West Coast. He's an uh, Arizona guy. Okay, Arizona. Uh, uh, David Cross is from Atlanta. So he he's got way he, he knows the redneck mind more than David Spade being a kind of a redneck myself and i won't speak for casey because rednecks a weird term below the mason dixon line <laughs> it's like a badge of honor and also an embarrassing thing <laughs> anyway run ronnie run i cannot recommend this movie enough okay i want to check it out my local Bob world Odenkirk, DVD. it might lead you into the world of david cross which is I'd put him up with Lenny Bruce as far as like his stand up. I don't know if y'all know who Lenny Bruce is. This is Absolutely. Fifties. Justin, you know who Lenny Bruce oh, is? Oh, very much so, yeah. Oh. Yep. Excellent. Um the David Cross. <laughs> you know, he was on Arrested Development. Tobias Fuke. I'm getting us all off topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know, it's it's all somewhat connected. Um I, I had a couple more questions to fire at you guys. Besides yeah. David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, who would you cast if you were going to do Casey in April? Like, who's your ideal fan casting? Okay, uh, Casey, you go ahead and handle this. I'm going to hit the head real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Casey, you go first. Oh, yeah, he wants you to write it, me. and then he'll draw it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guy who did the Casey Jones Livewire did did a Adam. pretty good job. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, 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 and um, and his wife has April. Awesome job. So really because does. yeah, so they got it, they got it. So if we could, we I actually uh, sent them a message and said, you guys, if if you want to turn our comic into a movie, a short movie, it's all yours. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, never that'd heard be any, awesome. never heard anything back, but I, I thought it would be kind of cool. It would give them another story to do and. They um they were trying to work on uh, getting a series together actually so uh, something like that that That'd would be, be cool. yeah. maybe streaming or something but uh yeah I, I I'm with you I think they're fantastic I think they've got everything that's that's correct about what you love about it so oh yeah yeah Adam is yeah. Adam is a great artist uh, absolutely Adam's um, Adam's art box is his uh, you could follow him at at Adam's art box on Instagram, but yeah, no, there, there's too many damn artists that are good, man. It's crazy. I uh, met him. I met him because I bought a slash, uh, print from him and, um, he made like a, one of those like adult coloring books of all like he man masters of the universe characters. I'm like, this is amazing. It was like 10 bucks. I've not seen that. Yeah. I saw his, his, 
I've seen a few of his drawings, though. The screen, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like, I am absolutely going to get this. And and then, like, yeah. the other stuff. He had, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen of the crow. He's like, oh, you want to buy that? I'm like, oh, yeah. $800, but thank you. Yeah, so he, he just did a show in Las Vegas, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's where the, the rest of those guys are from, uh, Chromatic okay. Phantom. So I'll – um. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll, I'll agree with you on that because I think that's that's pretty cool. That would be great. Yeah, to see if, if anybody movie. could do, if anybody could turn that our comic into a movie, that could do it a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, like the orderly that shows up, you know, uh, yeah, somebody to do him, like maybe get a little cameo in there, you know. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, the the big thing is anyone who's who's uh, watching this, if you haven't had a chance, if you can't get your hands on this right now, he's saying it's on webtoons. You can go and literally read it for free. You can. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the only reason for it being on eBay and Etsy is, is basically for the donation thing, but you know, we could do the kicks. We may look into the Kickstarter, work with somebody to do a Kickstarter for us to get that going. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do it for you. we got to do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah. there's different reasons like you could do, like you could look at it and do like either an Indiegogo or you could do a Kickstarter or something along those lines. Or, you know, if you want to, if you want to keep it how you have it, now you get a little bit more of a grassroots following. You know, people are going to be looking for these these uh, the first uh, the the first uh, printing runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob is asking, "What's the plan for the series? How many issues are you thinking?" I think it's five. Five. Wait, wow. wait. Yeah, it's I, I didn't get to answer the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> as Casey and April. Oh, uh, who would you cast as Casey and April? Okay, now. Outside of uh, Judith Hogue and Elias Coates, it's impossible to beat that, I think. That is a case of perfect casting. So, like, if I go, like, dream casting, like, bring people back from the dead, it's Carrie Fisher and Han Solo. I'm sorry, Harrison Ford. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's clearly who they are. And I, Okay, let me bring this up for a second. Uh, if you think about it, the first Ninja Turtles movie is one of the first, like, it's a quasi Star Wars parody. That maybe came out in what? 89? 90. 90. Okay. Yeah. So Jedi came out in 84. I think. So other than like Hardware Wars and like a few things in between them, there were no other than uh, like they the Ewoks. Be- Ewoks movie. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about parody stuff where like they reference Star Wars in a movie outside like Kevin Smith like crushed it with his Clerks Star Wars references. But before that, you think about it, the Ninja Turtles like uh this is your family. I am your father. <laughs> right? Fucking, uh, You're Splinter <laughs> when he's Obi Wan's ghost. All the turtles are like Jedi. Wrath is clearly Anakin. There's a lot of Star Wars things in that first movie. But as far as people working today, that's an interesting thing because I would want unknowns. Okay. And I would want someone who looks as much like Elias Coates as possible. Well, Casey was was saying... um... Adam from and uh, Kaylee from uh, Casey Jones Livewire is who he would choose. They're awesome. I, I, I think that's a great choice, but I think you need like 
if we're talking, you can choose whoever. Like you want it, you want like a Timothy Chalamet or a. Uh, oh wow! Okay, you're going. You're uh, going. Ryan Gosling, the goose. You get the goose. Okay, <laughs> get the goose in there. Uh, like uh, from the was it the uh, the pines? What was it the that movie that he did where he had like all the face tattoos and stuff? Like yeah, okay, okay. Now yeah. now here's the thing. What I want to see Casey Jones wise movie is you know Logan, the best comic book movie that's ever been made. Logan. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll be oh, talking God. Ninja, Ninja Turtles there, uh, Jack. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely know about Logan. Logan by um, who's the guy that directed that? Who just did the. Um, Mangold, James Mangold. He did uh, was something recently that was amazing. Uh, Indiana Jones. The guy directing Indiana Jones. Okay, get him to do an old man Casey movie where you have Elias Coates, the dude still alive. Bald. Fine. Make him like just a wreck of a dude. I could see that one. Flash his back. Yeah. Get Ryan Gosling or you take Timothy Chalamet, pump him full of HGH or whatever they do to these Marvel actors. <laughs> and Wayne Gretzky on steroids. <laughs> I never got that joke when I was a kid because I was like, this guy's not that big. How's he on steroids? Well, Gretzky oh, is somebody you didn't pay because Wayne Gretzky is kind of stupid. Yeah. Get a hockey player. Get some hockey player or a wrestler. Some wrestler that looks like the Elias Coates. I well, don't they, know. They really... had, uh, what's, his, what's his face from um, Arrow You know that did it in the other one? Now, yeah. um, I, Amell, I think um, yeah. he he could have been a great Casey Jones. He was covered yes. by one, the worst Casey Jones mask in history. <laughs> From the movie? Okay. Yeah. And he wears it for like two seconds. He's a cop. It's always on his head. It's always up here. Why is he yeah. a cop? That's yeah, so yeah. Weird. Casey Jones is not, he's the opposite of a cop. He's like Batman. He's a vigilante. He's Rob, a I, I don't think that they would. He go doesn't with that. do rollerblades. He's not a rollerblader. If anything, he'd be a skateboarder. He's not a rollerblader. Oliver Queen. He do that theater. Rob, you met him. Uh, <laughs> okay, look, 80s, I'd go Gary Oldman. Oh, damn. Wow. And then okay. if you can't get him, you get Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, my God. Daniel Day Lewis is Casey Jones. That would be the most intense. Um, right. Think Casey. about Bill the Butcher. As Casey Jones. Well, if it was seventies, I mean, um, well, I guess early eighties. De Niro. Fred De Niro. Ward. Now I'm going Fred Ward from. Um, uh, what? From, yeah, yeah, as as like a a, a Casey Fred Jones Ward. sort of character. Yeah, yeah, from Tremors. Oh. He was the other guy. So now yeah. I'd go Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you can oh, go either. I'm I'm okay with either. Fred Ward, fantastic. Yarmer Yarger as Casey Jones. Now, Fred Ward would make a great Casey Jones. You're not wrong. He, he'd be yeah. fantastic. All you need is that splash. He passed away last oh, year. But, okay, yeah. here we go. Here's the obvious choice. Because Casey Jones, you got to have the swagger. Am I wrong? No, I agree. Chris Pratt. I don't see it. Oh, you don't see I it? See Why it. not? I see. Star I see this way. No, it's look, because look, every time okay. I see him, every time I see him, he's putting his hand out and he's going like this. Yeah. I'm like, if Justin. you do that in one more movie, I just never get to watch your movies again. You're just talking yeah. about those Jurassic Turd movies. Justin, <laughs> just follow me for a second here, okay? Mario, <laughs> listen to me now. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, Mario was decent. I liked. I liked Mario. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna win. Okay, look, just follow <laughs> me for a second. Okay, this guy right here. 
you're getting a meat boys. All right, you got Star Lord, all right? This is Han Solo. Yeah, basically. Fucking carbon copy. So, Han Solo is Casey Jones. Now, dye his hair black, let it grow out a little bit. He's already got the physique. He's got the attitude. He's got the swagger. And uh, as far as April goes, it's hard to beat Judith Hogue. So you don't want to know. I think that was one of the missteps. Of, um, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. That is. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking down. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, little, I mean, if you if you old. put Wesley Snipes in a movie, I'm going to watch it. So no, I, I I would watch that. Wesley Snipes and Art Joe Curie from. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. He's got the hair. Yeah. Wait, Steve was the bad guy, right? No, Not really. I mean, no, no way. Joe Curie's the good guy. Yeah. No, no, no. He'd be the, the the asshole prick guy, the the brother. Oh, Billy. Billy. Yeah. yeah. That's the Casey Jones, right okay. there. That okay. dude. Cast him. He's easier to get than Chris Pratt. Way cheaper. <laughs> get that. Dude. He was in that yeah. Elvis movie. No, that guy. Billy. Whoever that, that dude. That's okay. Casey Jones. And yeah, then, he was and, he was in the Power Rangers movie, I think. God, right? Okay, yeah. so April, you need like a Margot Kidder type, okay? Like Margot Kidder is the best Lois Lane because she doesn't look like Farrah Fawcett at the time. And uh, Judith Hogue, I think, will never be top. She's like Christopher Reeve playing Superman. Judith Hogue was so perfect as April O'Neil. You've got to cast someone like that. Preferably an unknown, but if you're gonna go, I guess that's his name. Uh, was it Dacre Montgomery? Who's that? <laughs> that's that's the guy we're talking about. Who played yeah. Billy? Yeah, old oh, Billy. Billy, 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 go, old oh, Billy. No, that dude's got the mullet already. Just what about Woody Harrelson? As Casey Jones, yes. <laughs> old man Casey, old man Casey with with how? No. You got it, everybody. No, no. Old Man Casey's got to be played by Elias Coach. Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> I'm thinking about Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson can play like... Uh, I'm thinking right Zombie Land. No, no. Like, you, you cast Woody Harrelson as, like, second to five, like, right before he becomes... You're going deep, coach. and J- Justin is not liking it. Although I know. I think, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I just think it's absolutely crazy. I'm like, what would you picture him as, you know? Who? Uh, Woody Harrelson, like, would he play like Casey's dad? Would it? Wow. Oh, Casey's dad. I think I think I think it'd be good for Casey's dad. Woody Harrelson to play Casey's dad. That would explain a lot. Yeah. He gives him his first bat, and and it's like you said. Oh no, no! (laughs) Casey Jones's dad would be like battling Jack Murdoch. Yeah, he'd be like a a a trap. He'd be like Daredevil. No, he'd be Daredevil. I got used to it. I use the head. I use the right back. Like no way. <laughs> He's going to use the head. Navy man. We got the Navy man up here. He's using that naval lingo. No. Woody Harrelson will play Casey Jones' dad. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And he's a boxer. I get and it. a hockey player. He plays hockey. Oh, he says, uh, Rob says it's got to be Ron Perlman. I, I don't know how much more Ron's doing in live action, though, guys. So, like, he's 78. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. Ron Perlman is Casey's granddad. Yeah. <laughs> granddad. Well, Ron, Ron Perlman is like um, Schwarzenegger. He makes any movie better. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, Even um, uh, Doctor uh, Island of Doctor Moreau, so uh, which is not a great movie. Wait, is Perlman in that? Yes, he is. He plays the uh, the goat priest in it. Oh. So yeah, it's now it's I will a, have Justin. I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you. I think that's one of the most amazing movies ever been made. Okay, that's that's late period Brando where he would show up on set with no pants so they wouldn't film below the waist. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's crazier than anything Orson Welles ever did. Look, that movie is nuts. Val Kilmer? Right? Oh, yeah. If they don't bring the original actors in a cameo, a couple of lines in the segment. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Like, what is Judith Hogue and Elias Coates? Elias Coates is work steady. Oh, he's yeah, he's, he's still working. He's in Defendor. With Woody Harrelson. Oh, uh, if you Justin, if you've seen a movie called Defendor, yeah, that's that. Um, I have seen that where he um, he's the uh, superhero. He's Forrest Gump. Yep, kick ass. <laughs> it's a better version of the movie that James Gunn made called Oh the Super. Super. It's it's it predates that. And I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's a better movie because uh, what is Rain Wilson's character in that? It's a guy with a wrench. He's a just kind of, what's his motivation? At least Woody Harrelson has some kind of like Captain Industry thing going on. I don't know. I'm a Blank Man fan myself, so I don't. Oh I'm, my god, I love Blank Man. <laughs> but and I love Super. I think Super's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly like I don't. I think it pales in comparison to Defendor. Defendor has more heart to it. And to I'm me, gonna, I'm gonna rewatch that one because I I've definitely seen it. But um, I don't recall it as well as I recall the other. Oh my Dude. God! Now here's the answer right here. Bruce Campbell is Casey's dad. Duh. There you go. Wait. I mean, how did we overlook that? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. No. Hold the phone. Yeah. Okay. Bruce Campbell is Casey's dad. All well and good. I forgot about my my acting spirit animal, Sam, motherfucking Rockwell. Why not? Sam Rockwell is Casey Jones. And he was in the first movie, so he's familiar exactly. with the property. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. That's my vote for Casey Jones. Okay. Sam Rockwell. And as far as um, April, you've got to go... I don't know. Like Emma Stone would be good. Yeah, that's Emma, cool. Emma Stone, you just... She's, or she did uh, a redhead as... Something. Emma Stone would be good. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do, do it. Hey, you got any cigarettes? I know, right? Like, <laughs> what a first role. I'm sure it wasn't his first acting role, but like, it's got to be one of them. You know what I mean? It, it's like Sam Rockwell. I feel is my acting spirit animal. Well, we're acting. um we're running short on time, so I want to make sure that um. I, I get this. So you guys wanted to do uh, five issues you're going to try to go for, for the story? I think it's going to be five. All right, Casey? Yeah, we're hitting it five. And then we're going to have, have a couple of crossovers for our original characters. Oh, we're nice. Gonna, we're going to pull them in. Halle Berry's oh. Casey as, as April O'Neil. I love it. I, I'm never going to say no to anything with Halle Berry. In it. Exactly. I mean, like Schwarzenegger, I mean, she makes any movie better. Yeah. Go ahead. Casey. So, so you're going to do crossovers with original characters that you have with Casey. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Um, are they going to be yeah. mutant characters? Are they going to be human they characters? Are. Oh. They are. Okay. Yeah. Let's say anthropomorphic. There nice. Yeah. Now, um, did you by any chance get the ideas from these, from the original role-playing books? Sorry. Not quite? No, they, they just... They I just, did. I just kind of... Uh, yeah. I had that TSR book. I don't have it anymore. It's one of my great regrets. I had it. Strange. What was other strangeness? Yeah, there's there's uh, three of them. I think there's like uh, after the bomb, uh, the the regular turtles one. Then there's what? after the bomb, and then there's, there's three uh, of Australia them? down under. Yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. There's three of them. I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> I had the one. I had other strangeness. There might even be more. I, I don't know. I'm not the, the expert on that, but Jesus Christ, uh, Eric, we were just talking about they're going to do five issues and they're going to actually do crossovers with some original characters, which may be mutants. So that's kind of fun. Hmm. Well, here's the idea. Okay, we we use their IP to kind of like shoehorn in our IP, not our IP, like our IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when IDW, hopefully buys our five issues, we can be like, okay, these characters are ours. You can print those too. We'll work for you. We have our own char- That's the, the plan, like, to get in through the turtle, say, here's five issues. They're already done. You want them, you don't, whatever. You guys building a fan base too. You know, you, you got the whole thing with, with the Casey book, and I mean... What you've done is no small feat. Like the fact that you've made and produced something that is of this quality is really, really something. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you guys. I mean, I have to say, you guys did this without a Kickstarter. Yeah, so that's even more impressive. And Kickstarters are usually a huge, huge, huge help. I mean, when you have something, what you guys are doing, and like nobody knows something about it, but you guys are doing it from the ground up. And then, like I said, you know, the Kickstarter. I mean, you're getting getting known and, you know, the sky's the limit for you guys right now. If I mean, sky is the limit for you. Casey, we got to get on this Kickstarter thing. <laughs> ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. Uh, Casey's like, man, why'd you bring this up? Why'd you bring this when, up? Um, <laughs> when, when would folks hope to see the uh, second issue done? Is this going to be something that's maybe in, in winter 2023? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're banking on the uh, winter of twenty twenty three for sure. Yeah, it's it's getting close. He's he's got it. He's on well, to the last the, the, this page I'm on right now. This is page twenty four. Casey, you tell him it's it's gonna be a huge comic. It's gonna be bigger bigger it's than the 30, first issue. Thirty two pages. Wow, thirty two pages. Wow. Look, here's yep. a Paul. Uh, look, I did a Paul Galacy. I don't know if you guys know who Paul Galacy is. He's a comic artist. First backer right here. First I think backer. I want to beat you That's to the punch, Rob. <laughs> uh, Paul Galacy did uh, Shang Chi. This this year is a famous. Oh, from like uh, Marvel Presents. Uh, no, from the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Shang Chi oh, okay. comic. Uh, this is my little, um, well, you call it a swipe. Man, um, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob didn't purchase that one. So, uh, yeah, this is the second issue here. Uh, this is some. That's, oh, that's fantastic. Look at know, this. Still in the hospital there. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, Casey, then know, the, the scripts are done uh, through the fifth issue then? The 
probably fourth issue. We're probably into. I'm probably into the fourth issue. Yeah, yeah. uh, The last issue. That's the one I'm. I'm kind of working on now. Cool. And then the cross crossover issues. I have. I have their uh, their standalone issue kind of written out. That I got to write them into. into Oh. (gasps) Oh, the Cerberus cover. Nice. Now this is a commission I'm doing for somebody right now. Yeah. That is insane. I like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. No, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I didn't know that you could read this on webtoons for free. That's that's yeah. like beyond expectations for me because I'm going to get this out to as many people as possible. It's been up there for like uh, I don't know seven eight months. Has it really? Wow. Yeah, we didn't advertise that one. I guess. Very I've well. been doing it. I I do it. You. I'll make I'll make sure that you have it. We'll yeah, we'll definitely we'll, yeah. we'll definitely be putting the word out a lot more. Um, I mean, that's something that we I, do. You guys have like the, I know you have your studios and stuff. Is there like a regular Facebook that we can actually contact with you with about you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you have your regular Facebook names or something like that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. well, uh, that's that's something that you know I could definitely look into, and you know, if there's something going on that, then you know we'll we'll be more than happily and proudly to share that information and pass it on to all the other groups that we're in awesome. too. Cause we run two, uh, federal groups ourselves. And plus we're in quite a few other ones too. Yeah. Eric and I were talking and he didn't realize he's like, Oh yeah, this group I have has like over, how many do you have? Like over 20,000 uh, 20, people or something. in it. And like, there's oh, one that's, that, that's, uh, has over 20,000. There's like 23,000. I, I don't run that one. There's wow. one that I do run the IDW group one, which is like, a, I want to say it's almost like 8,000. It's wow. not more. I thought it was more than that. There's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Hey, right, can, so, I, can, can I show off one more tattoo? Yeah, sure. Because <clears throat> I got this uh, shredder tattoo over here. Oh, sick. I think that's also from the first. That's from the first, the first issue? Yeah. Are you fighting Leo up on the roof? That's it. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, that was dope. Uh, it's so I'm hard to get around. I know. It's tough, yeah. right? Oh, oh, that's cool. yeah. oh wow. Donnie that's and Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dope. That that didn't feel good up near your uh, crotchal region. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole thing. I was like, me and my tattoo artist, I was like, we really, really got close when he started drawing uh, Leonardo's uh, sword to my, under my cheek. That, that hurts. <laughs> I imagine. I've heard. I don't Not, have Actually, it doesn't. I say the worst spots that I ever had was probably under here. Oh, I've heard that. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. The, uh, the, the, the chest and the hips. My worst is my ankle bone. That shit hurt like a motherfucker. Look, look at this one right here. You recognize this uh, Green Goblin? Oh, from right. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. How does it? The fuck, this is hard. <laughs> I can't show it. Is it moving? I don't understand what's going on here. Let's see. Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, it's a bad. He's gonna start only fans for feet picks. God damn it! <laughs> this is hard to do. Uh, there's our, there's our first Kickstarter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, and why to be I honest with you, you should do that. You should do that. 
Oh, I had to share yeah. this because Doug is. Oh my I god! I got that maximum overdrive tattoo. It was fine. Pass on that one, Doug. <laughs> right on the ankle bone. Good God, that oh, probably the worst pain I've ever been in in my life. Maybe yes, I'm getting older. I thought I could take a tattoo. Like definitely, I agree with that one, Rob. <laughs> god dang it! Uh, Send him a that, copy. Send him dude, a copy. That sure. that would make me just my head would explode. I love Rob Whitefield so much. I'm such a huge fan. So, I keep telling people to cool it with that feet really cool. I'm going to grab my, I'll do it. I'll get my New Mutants 100. I got it right there on my spinner rack. You want to see some feet? <laughs> the headline. Front page. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we're we're good on that. Um, with this, I've got your guys' social media up here. So, uh, I've got, it's Isaac.w.stone, right? At, um, Instagram, and then we've got at Geppetto um, underscore on when it rolls back around. Uh, where are you at? At <laughs> Geppetto's underscore alley. Yeah, and it's actually G E P P E T T O S. Okay, all right. So that's yeah. that's two P's in there, and then uh, yeah. Futigeo <laughs> Studios. Futigeo, yep. Futigeo, <laughs> yeah. Peepee. All right. Does anybody else have any other questions before we wrap up? I mean, the, the big question that we always ask, uh, gentlemen, all of our guests, is uh, pineapple on pizza or not pineapple on pizza? Oh, what? definitely. I'm a vegetarian, so I'm like pineapple on pizza all mm -hmm. the time, every day. I just no. eat pineapple <laughs> pizza. Eric's well, not my go-to, but I've had it. I've had it. It's not bad, but I wouldn't. Not my go-to. Not your go-to. Okay. Yeah, not, not my go-to either, but I will eat it. So Whatever, dude. Y'all yeah. are all it's there. I, I like it. I I'm the only I'm the only vegetarian on the screen. I'm gonna just go ahead and take a guess at that. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm eating meat that you just can't see it. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you might so, live nine years longer than me, but I enjoy my nine years. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm gonna live a lot longer than nine years longer than you. <laughs> he's, he's, hey, he's he's already said he's the Paul, so you know we know he's gonna keep going. Past sixty-four, yeah. so you know. I, I look. I'll, I'll say this right. Now, like Ringo's going to go first. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's sad and depressing. But I think pineapple is good if it's fresh. It's gross when it's warm. Whatever. I, I, like, dude. It. I like it. Whatever, dude. I like it when you pineapple's when you good. It. However you want to do it. Yeah, I like it if you grill it and then you put it also, on. Also, if you have that's a fucking if you have a whole pineapple, that's a weapon. Bob Odenkirk does not like pineapple on pizza. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> At least we're not getting into that's little why, Nicky thing. Thanks, he's anonymous a Facebook he's, user. He's a nobody. That's that's why. Yeah, so. who even was that? Was that Bob Odenkirk himself? I think so. Yeah. He he constantly follows us. He's uh trying to pick us up for the next season of uh, well, uh Robert. Odenkirk, I would like to say I love Mr. Show, and I love Run, Ronnie, Run. Uh, with that, guys, we're gonna we're gonna uh, end the broadcast here. Uh, be sure everyone who's listening to this to stay tuned for our pizza recipe. I want to thank our guests. We got Casey and Isaac from the Casey Jones Amnesiacs book. Eric, you want to take us home? Man, I don't know. It was an absolute honor to have you guys, and I really, really look forward to seeing issue two that's that's the huge thing Absolutely. i think there's a lot of other people and um i just feel like the sky is the limit with this and 
yeah, I think you guys got a, a, a lot of stuff going on for you. A lot of good stuff going for you. Thank, Thank you. you, Aaron. Thank you. All right, we got to do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully I have my camera stuff all correct. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. It's your Pizza Time of the Day. This is a little bit different than the ones we're used to. This one is actually a salad. Today, we have Turtle Power Pizza Salad. Pizza Salad? Whoa, bro, now we're talking. Add a mix of your favorite toppings to this super easy salad. You can even skip the dressing and use sun-dried tomato, pesto, or any herb pesto, too. Ingredients. 8 ounce uncooked fusilli pasta, 1 pint cherry tomatoes, halved or quartered, 1 medium green bell pepper seeded and diced, 1 half cup sliced scallions, white and light green parts only, 1 half cup sliced black olives, 2 thirds cup finely diced pepperoni, about 2 ounces, 1 cup diced low moisture mozzarella cheese, 1 fourth cup grated parmesan cheese, you can also use shredded, Handful of fresh basil, or as our British listeners say, basil leaves, torn or roughly chopped. One half cup extra virgin olive oil. One quarter cup red wine vinegar. One teaspoon of salt-free Italian dressing blend. One half teaspoon garlic powder. One half teaspoon fine sea salt. One quarter teaspoon finely ground black pepper. Instructions. Bring a large pot of water to a boil and cook the pasta to al dente. Step two. Drain immediately and then rinse the pasta under cold water. Drain well and then transfer the pasta to a large bowl. Step 3. Add the tomatoes, green peppers, scallions, olives, pepperoni, mozzarella, parmesan, and basil. Toss gently until everything is evenly distributed. Step 4. In a small bowl, whisk together the oil, vinegar, Italian seasoning, garlic powder, salt, and black pepper. Step 5. Drizzle the dressing all over the salad and toss well. Taste and adjust the seasonings as desired. Lighten it up dudes, use whole wheat pasta and low-fat mozzarella, and skip the pepperoni or swap it with cubed poached chicken. This is your pizza time of the day, Turtle Power Pizza Salad. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. It took me ten years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-host, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast.
Greetings and Shabibans. We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Well, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductopus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. Hello, intrepid listeners. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a particular group or artist. We talk about the music, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. And you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, and find our playlists on Spotify. 